Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm recording this at the last minute on my iPhone. I recorded a lot of these episodes in advance. Like a couple weeks in advance. So I have ticket warnings for you guys. Oh, it's a... Okay. Brooklyn. I'll be at the Bell House Friday, September 22nd. There's only 99 tickets left. We've already sold 250. So I would not wait because the show is in two months and it's already like three fourths sold out. So jenkirkman.com, click tour dates, Bell House in Brooklyn. Same with Highline Ballroom in New York City. That is September 21st. Again, we're talking two months out. There's only about 180 tickets left for that. We've already sold over 200. So that is a ticket alert for you guys. Other shows that are getting super close are San Francisco Cobb's Comedy Club, Wednesday, September 6th. Um, we've only got about 100 tickets left for that. That's not a lot. I would not wait on that. And what else is getting close down to the wire that I just need to tell you about? Oh, Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. I know that is not until November 17th, but it's a very small place and it is already moving. And that is five months out. Uh, So I would not wait on that either. JenKirkman.com. Click tour dates. Those are your warnings. I'm sure more will be coming soon. Yay. Thanks, you guys. I'm so excited about my tour. Bye. I see the fun. I see the fun. The Diary of Jeff Kirkman Podcast. I seem fun. The Diary of Jen Kirkman Podcast. Who cares what episode number this is? It's not your business. Tiny people always wanting to know everything about this podcast. It's whatever episode number it is. Nah, I'm just playing. I'm recording this a little early, so I don't know where I'll put this. I don't know what week I'm going to put this on.
oh, but I do have plenty to talk about, all kinds of things. You know I'm always prepared with, well, I mean, I'm prepared with what I want to, you know, uh, I always have like a list of either emails or articles I want to read, um, but oh God, it's like, oh geez, oh geez, hang on, um, oh, I'll just get what what's on top top of mind. Um, was talking uh, in a place of business with some people around my age and nine <laughs> eleven. I'm going to talk about nine eleven. Well, I'm just going to mention that I was talking about nine eleven, and we were all like, "Oh my god, I was here and there on nine eleven. This happened. Oh, someone else was like, "Oh my god, I was right there. I was looking out the window. It was so scary." And then this one girl who's in her, uh, I think she's like 26. She was like, I was in my classroom and we were all like, uh, you could just, everyone took a collective, like, "Mm, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, I know you could argue that it's more traumatic for kid, um, you know, in, in New York to not in a classroom anywhere near ground zero, but you know, in, in New York city, uh, you know, you would say, Oh, well that's pretty traumatic because the kids must've been scared. But the story she was telling, she was like, we didn't even understand what it was. We weren't like our minds couldn't comprehend it. And the teacher tried to explain and we were like laughing and throwing paper airplane, you know, just like, I was like, oh, and, but also the minute anyone starts a story where grownups are talking about what they were doing in their twenties and someone who's currently in their twenties is like, I was in a classroom. It's like, nah, I don't really care. Like, you know, like a, like a boner killer, but a conversation boner killer, just like, okay. You know, it's just like, we don't, we don't really care what your since looking back on childhood perspective was because you're not our age. So it didn't impact you in the same way. I'm not saying worse or better, just different. Right. So that's why I was thinking, I always, (laughs) I have a friend, he always texts me like when celebrities start dating someone 30 years younger than them. So I woke up this morning to a text about Tommy Lee dating some 30 year old. And by the way, she's a 30 year old that looks, she, it's that weird thing where 30 year olds start getting like people in their late twenties start getting Botox and fillers. And so they look, you know, they don't have any wrinkles or any, you know, I suppose for lack of a better word, flaws on their face, but it doesn't look natural. Like, oh, you just haven't lived long enough yet. It looks like if I were to do that to my face, like, oh, a 42 year old woman put some stuff on her face and now her face looks kind of an indistinguishable, just like, oh, I don't really know what age that is. It could be 30, it could be 48. And so I feel like when you're my age, I don't think it's a great look, but at least I had a face for for some years of my life. But this is like, do you ever just want to have a young face or are you just going to jump the gun and do, you know, preventative stuff? Uh, anyway, but so this girl, God bless everyone. I mean, here's the thing, like a 50 year old man, like a Tommy Lee type is not perhaps your average 50 year old guy. Like he's got a youth about him. He's also probably like a little emotionally immature as addicts are, you know? And, uh, and I say that with, with love, with peace and love. And it's like, so, you know, it's just like, uh, and I mean, former addicts, I don't mean like he's currently in addiction, but, 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 but you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's your, that for life. That's your, 
you know, anyway, but my point is like, it's still just gross to me. Like I was just thinking, I can't imagine, I was thinking like of a way to put it to my guy friends. Cause I've got friends who are in their late thirties and even them, they're like, well, it's okay to date a woman in her mid twenties. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, instead of looking 14 years younger, if you're 38 and you're going for a 24 year old, why not look four years up, you know, 42, 41, four, you know, like you're still, if you're dating a 24 year old, you're going to date a woman who is in elementary school in 9-11. That brings it home to me. It almost seems like latent pedophilia, which isn't a thing, but it's just like, yeah, no. And that was like, you know, I do that comedy bit that I went literally on one date with a young, younger person who is younger than me. I, I don't know how, what age difference I say in my book and in the comedy bit, but I'll give you the real truth. I was 37. He was 23. So that's, uh, 15, 14 years, right? Yeah. I, I didn't know what that would feel like until I experienced that. And I was like, oh yeah, it feels weird. It, it feels weird. And I was never did that again. I was just like, nope, not interested. Um, and of course I always get Instagram messages from dudes like, oh, cougar. I'm like, it's one joke. And the joke is literally about how I would never do that again. And then there's been a comedy special since then that clearly shows my life in a different place. So please stop. You're not original and you're gross. And the fact that you, you can't even watch a fucking show without, you know, okay. But you talked about it, so I can't comment on it. Just let women own their own sexuality, if you will. You don't have to be part of it just because we're talking about it on stage. Guess what? You still don't have to be part of it. That's not fair. Life isn't fair. Who said life was fair? So anyway, I thought that was a good way to put it. Um, honestly, if you can't be with someone that knows where they were on 9-11, how about this? Was she menstruating on 9-11? I don't mean she had to have her period that day, but was it something that had, st- had her body started ovulating yet? No? Maybe rethink that one. Maybe you have some issues, right? Ugh. Because you know what these, these guys always do too? There's always like, oh, I can't even get into it. Um, but because I was going to rant about celebrities. Who cares? What is this? Uh, Bravo. So anyway, but then I had another conversation today about dogs. Now listen to me and listen to me good. Here's some things I'm not interested in. Dogs, toddlers, or sci-fi fantasy movies. I'm sorry. I've never been interested in any of the three things since I was young. It is not going to change. I'm not trying to be cool. I'm not trying to be stubborn. I'm not trying to hold on to the story and not be a good Buddhist type. I'm not trying to be cool. I'm not trying to make a statement. I'm not trying to brand myself. These are things I've organically noticed over the years that when other people are making a fuss, I sort of just exit stage right. And I don't really want to, oh, I just don't care about dogs and kids and fantasy movies or Harry Potter books. I'm not saying you're bad for liking them. I feel like the weirdo here because it seems like everybody enjoys those things. Those are not my things. 
Now I have my things that I like. There's not a world where I need you who doesn't like that stuff to like what I like. I'll find people to talk to who like what I like. And if by chance I stumble across some people who don't like what I like, but I want to discuss what I like, I'll go, oh, all right, cool. Well, I know not to talk to that person because they don't know what I'm talking about. And I don't know what they're talking about. And I'm not going to sit here going, what? You don't? That is the worst way to answer someone when they've told you about themselves. Do you like this? No. What? You don't? That's how I go. Bore alert. Bore alert. B-A. This is an emergency broadcast. There is a boar in your vicinity. Like a wild boar? No, like a boring person. Even scarier. I just said wild boar, which reminds me of Greg Proop's podcast, Smartest Man in the World, which I love. Anyway, um, oh, what's my point? What's my point? Do I have a point? I do not have a point. People who like fantasy are like, what are you into? I just listen to this woman talk to herself on a microphone. Why is that entertaining? Uh, it's not, but I, it's what I like. I don't have many options because I don't like superhero movies and it's summer and that's the type of blockbusters that are out and you know, Game of Thrones is on TV and I, there's not much for us other people. But anyway, listen, I just don't make what I like your problem. And that's why I like cats. I don't have a cat, but I love them. They don't make anything your problem. I mean, look, I've been bitten by three dogs. Maybe that's not the band Three Dog Night, just three separate dogs have bit me in my lifetime. As an adult, as a teen, and as a child, every phase of my life, there's been a dog bite. I've got two scars. I got scars, people. So it's like, listen, listen, here the deal is. What was I saying? Dogs just have that certain personality. And I think it's the same thing I have with toddlers. It's like, I, I know I feel so bad, but you're coming up to me and you're showing me something and I don't care. I'm so sorry. I'm so set in my ways that if I have to like figure out what you're trying to say because you have limited vocabulary or ah, I don't want to jump up and down or get up at 5 a.m. and watch someone poop outside. I, I know that's now I'm talking about dogs. I know kids don't do that. Or I don't want to watch anyone poop ever. Although my cat did have diarrhea on me when I was in bed when I was a kid and that was very sad that Mittens was dying and so that was different. It's not like that's what cats do. They have diarrhea all over you. You wake up and it looks like someone dropped refried beans all over your, you know, that's not... That's like a dying cat, so that doesn't count. But I had someone tell me today, like, you know cats don't care about you. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You cannot say that and say that dogs do. Dogs are trained to just have all this energy and they come at you. It's not because they actually have a different thing of feelings. Technically, they do. I'm a dog scientist. Shut up. I just don't want to get into it. It's like, oh, my God, I just want to ever anyone starts. And they're not trying to bait someone. It's just these certain people in life. There's just certain people that you run into that just don't not have a conversation. It's like, listen, I'm so glad you like dogs. There's plenty of dogs out there. There's plenty of dog parks, dog culture, dog hotels, dog bone shops. There's the whole world out there for you. Why are you trying to bring me into it? What are you doing? What do you like unavailable people or something? Go get help for that. I'm not available to talk to you about dogs. And when I'm walking down the street and someone's dog starts sniffing me. It's like, I didn't sign up for that. I understand we have to live in the world with other people. 
but the other people are enough for me. I don't want a pet that imitates dumb people that just goes up to people and starts. I don't. And I want to see other people walking. Everyone's like, my dog's great. They don't react. Yeah, they do. What? Wait till another dog walks by. Oh, boom. That just, it happens every time. Every time. I do have one dog exception and I've met this dog twice. It's my friend's dog, Earl. Earl's the name of the dog. The dog is great. And he's laid tied up at a restaurant sitting outside eating and dogs have walked by and the dog has not reacted. And it's been great. But I've only met that dog twice. My friend's dog, I've only met it twice. But I'm telling you people, I'm just uninterested. Do I hate dogs? No. And then I heard someone on the subway the other day, I don't trust people who don't like dogs. Oh, shut up. What, what a small little world you have. And not in the Disney way that's all nice and Eskimos hang out with Japanese people who hang out with the Native Americans. Not that way. But fucking don't say Eskimo, it's offensive. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? And trans people don't like dogs. Oh, what a cool! Oh, what? Well, it seems like you got your whole world figured out. How about you just don't trust people that aren't trustworthy, or maybe you don't don't trust someone who uh, never lets you in their apartment. And if you're in the hallway, they open the door slightly and like let themselves out, and you know they don't let you peer inside. They're hiding something. If someone's like, I don't prefer the animal that jumps on me and bites sometimes, that I have to walk at five a.m. What's wrong with you? Oh, I'm just, listen, if you like fantasy, sci-fi, dogs, or toddlers, congrats, there's not even people with kids. I'll be walking around with friends and they'll see a toddler and they'll be like, oh my God. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I can't get that excited. I can't, but good. I'm glad you like children. You're going to be a great mom, great dad, great aunt, whatever you're going to do. It's going to be great. I'm just, how about you do your freak out and I'll check my text. Same with dogs. I walk down the street, people, oh, look at that puppy. I'm like, yeah, I can't pretend. I'm not like mad. Like, let's go, Denise. Stop enjoying dogs. I would do the same thing if I walked by a cat cafe. I'd be like, but guess what I wouldn't do? Expect the person next to me to be interested in it. Why would I treat people that way? We've got to have, we've got to stop hiding people. Us people who don't like this Harry Potter shit. We've got to come out of the shadows. It's too much. It's too much. I don't know. I know. What does that have to do with dogs? I'm just naming things that I'm not interested in. And I'm sick of being told I would like if I gave them a chance. I've given enough of it a chance. And sometimes you don't even have to give something a chance. You know, you don't like it. It's not for me. (sighs) I'm exhausted. Should I just end the episode here? No, I'll read an email. Hang on one sec. Cranky Crankerson. This episode so far, right? I had to record 15 minutes. I got tired of hearing my own mouth talk. That's why I love therapy. I pay someone to listen to me talk. I pay them. Usually you, you guys pay me. But some stuff I can't, you know, you can't just tell your friends. You can't just tell your podcast listeners. There's patterns in your life. You know, you have things in life. You know, why does this always happen to me? Why am I always in these situations? Why do I always feel this way when I have to do this thing? Why do I always have to do this thing? Why does everyone else have to do this thing? Look at their life. But these are just thought viruses. There's no way that you just are born and you have to stay that way. You don't have to have your parents' bad habits. 
your parents' outlook on life. You don't have to have a doom and gloom attitude. You don't have to be sunny Pollyanna, but you don't have to keep thinking the unconscious things you think all the time that keep you stuck in your patterns. Cognitive behavior, people. Just a little awareness is all you need. Some people don't get that about therapy. They think they think you're just, I can just talk to a friend at brunch. No, they don't have, it's a, it's a science. We're going to get some science in our brains. I know you don't have any therapists in your town and there's two Walmarts, but no good therapists. I got you. That's why we love Talkspace. So you're like, excuse me, I'm in Afghanistan. Like I can't get to therapy right now, but I fucking need it. Because I've got a job that is pretty stressful. I got it. That's why I love our sponsor, Talkspace. Talkspace.com, the online therapy company that connects you with a licensed therapist for just $32 a week. That is a lot less expensive than going to see a therapist that is on your health insurance that's like, I don't take insurance. And you're like, oh, great. I'm glad my insurance recommended you. That's not going to happen with Talkspace. Using the Talkspace smartphone app or website, you can text and audio message your therapist as much as you want. And for a reasonable additional fee, you can have a video call as well. So don't lose your cool. Don't just email a podcast. Talk to someone. Go to Talkspace.com slash Jen or use coupon code Jen. That's one N in Jen, J-E-N, to get $30 off your first month and to show your support for this podcast. Talkspace.com slash Jen. Oh my God. So I turned the recorder off because I had things to do. Now it's another day, another day, another dollar. And I'm recording Oh, I'm in such a bad mood today, but the minute I turned on the mic, on the mic, I felt in a better mood. I actually really enjoy, actually, technically, talking to you guys. I enjoy doing this podcast. I think it's fun. I think it's hit its stride. I think it's silly. Oh, so here's, okay. This is going to be the most boring story ever, but I'm just going to illustrate like the kind of foolishness that's been going on. First of all, I just went to a vegan ice cream place. Well, it's an ice cream place. It's not just vegan, but they offer vegan. Okay, so the line is so long that the person in front of me has to stand outside, this woman. Does she stand outside? No, she opens the door and stands in it with the door open. I'm like, sweetheart, the, you're letting the AC out. Oh, well, there's no room. I go, there's room outside. It's hot out there. I go, well, it's going to be hot in there if you don't shut the door. I mean, I'm not saying it really. I go, yeah, I just think it's, it's probably better to keep the door shut. I'm, I'm going to... She just didn't listen. She just stared at me and stood in the door. And then when I went in, when, when the line finally moved up and she was all the way in and I was all the way in, these fucking like three 20-somethings, they all open the door and stand in there. I'm like, people, you don't need to do this. And they're talking so loud. They're like, I'm not a cat. And it was like men and women, boys and girls. Then I'm on, and I'm like, everyone is stupid. I, you know what it is? It's the weekend. The weekend warriors come out. I cannot be in Williamsburg, Brooklyn on the weekends. And I'm, oh, hipsters. Is it beyond, hipsters, I'd love to see some hipsters. I'm just seeing bros everywhere. Not Bernie bros, but like Wall Street bros, because some of them live here now. Bros and broettes. Just like regular people. What are you doing? Anyway, so, and I'm not condemning Wall Street. It's just, you know, like banker people. I don't have time to be a banker. I'm busy feeding my family. All right. 
So anyway, I, I'm on the subway, and these guys are on the subway. They're like bro central. They're on the phone, like video FaceTiming with someone in Australia. They're like, dude, you're in Australia. That's all they kept saying to the person. Like, okay, I think we've established the location. Now have a conversation. If you're so, if it's so important that you need to do it on the subway, and I was so angry at the subway for having Wi-Fi now and for the call not being dropped for some odd, even underground. And they're like, dude, it's winter there. The, yeah, the person in Australia knows because they're there. It was like, th- th- you don't, this is not necessary. And they're yelling as loud as they can. I'm like, what is happening? I think everybody's lost their damn minds. I like it better when it rains in New York. Everybody's inside and everyone's shutting the fuck up. Why would you ever complain about the rain in New York? Do you want it to be sunny out? Because look who comes out. Eh, about it. So, I'm just up to my ears in Piapel. And now the, the, the thing I'm noticing is people just stop. In the middle of the sidewalk, they stop, and they they don't care who's behind them. And everyone goes, that's because people are on their phones. I was telling this to someone. I go, well, if they were on their phone, wouldn't I include that in the conversation? And the conversation would be, wow, it's really gotten to... I'm talking about... I'm not surprised if you're on your phone and you stop. I've I've been known to do that, especially if I'm using my Google Maps. I'm talking about when people don't have a phone in their hand, and they're just looking off into space, and they just stop walking to where, you know, they're in a doorway, or they're on the... Or just like nowadays, people get on the subway, they stand like right in the door, so the door wouldn't even be able to shut, like looking for seats from there. I'm like, get in! Get, it's not even crowded. Go walk in, please. Do you know how many times I've had to go walk all the way in? Like, that's my job. Like, a, like I'm a, you know, like I'm a hell's angel on the subway, but only for people who won't get in all the way and don't know how to fucking... Ugh! And you're like, oh, you're getting sick in New York. No! There's people everywhere. Travel all the, There's always people. I don't care where you are. It's not New York's fault. It's just people. Pee-opple, as I want to start calling them. And I think I will. So anyway, so t- <laughs> there's this company called Ship. Now, I love them, but they're a pain in the fucking ass. But I guess they're like kids, you know? They're worth it. Um, S-H-Y-P. They're not everywhere. I, right now, I feel like they only ship out of New York and to L.A. And, like, there might be San Francisco involved in there. So I have to ship one of my suitcases back early rather than take it with me. It's a long story. It's just easier this way instead of what I would have to do. So now it's one of those things where you have to take a picture of your stuff, upload it to the app, and then you pick the time that you want them to come. But you can't pick the time first. And you can't skip the photo part. It like, has to go in that order. So I haven't used the app in a couple months. And I couldn't remember. Do they, like, let's say the pickup times today are, like, between 10 and 6. I'm like, do they ever all get booked up? Or will 10 to 6 always be available? You know, you have, it's like 10 to 11, 11 to 12. You get, you get what I'm saying. So I was at work yesterday. I was working late. I was kind of stressing out. I was like, well, yesterday when I'm recording this, not yesterday when you're listening. I'm at my job in Brooklyn. It's like a 12-hour day. I'm like, okay. I'm, I need to schedule this ship because I need them to come first thing tomorrow morning. And I can't risk 
that me not booking it now is going to be me giving up the morning slot. So I'm going to take a picture uh, because, you know, as long as they have the picture at least 12 hours before they're coming, I mean, they really don't need it until they leave wherever they're coming. Anyway, so I take a picture of this girl I work with, this woman I work with. I don't take a picture of like, I make it very, I mean, she's obviously sitting on a couch because she's sitting, but I don't get any of the furniture in the picture. There's nothing in there that you would think I'm shipping. It's a picture of a person staring at her phone. She was like, what are you doing? I'm like, sorry, I just need a picture of something that I can upload, but you needed to like take the picture in the moment. Like I, I couldn't get it to, the app wasn't working. I couldn't get it to like select a photo from my phone or else I would have just sent a picture of a random object and, uh, the whole thing. Okay. So I thought to myself, which I know you're not supposed to say, I'm the one that told you, I'm the one that told you guys that. So I upload the picture of a woman and I'm like, okay, I'm going to delete it later. But if for some reason it gets stuck in the app atmosphere, oh my God, did I just make that up? That's fucking good. Don't let me forget that. Um, so I'm like, if it gets stuck in the app atmosphere, they're not going to be like, no, you have to pay for the shipping of this box, which is not a thing they would do anyway. They, you, you would just be like, oh, I'm, I took a picture of too many things, but they do get kind of annoyed when you aren't accurate. But I figured they'd be like, oh, well, this is clearly a picture of a human. We're not going to ship a human. So there must be a mistake. So that's why I aired on that side. Okay. So. I get home, I take a picture of everything, I upload it, I delete the original weird picture of a woman at work. The app's not working. The app is being a pain in the dick. I have to like basically take the app off my phone, uninstall it. They're like, you'll lose all your data. I'm like, no problem, I'm trying to. And then I reinstalled it. And there was no picture of the woman, everything was great. So the guy comes today, he gets the suitcase, and the uh, I have these like two, pictures I'm going to frame. So they're rolled up in a thing. And the day I, I, I went to this art exhibit where you can kind of take something and it's, it's a whole thing. You pick a picture up and you roll it up. And so I was carrying it around like that episode of the Brady Bunch where they all have posters, but they get mixed up with dad's, the architect's plans. They went to Hawaii. Ah, they went to Hawaii on business. Ah! No, no, that wasn't Hawaii. That was the amusement park. That's right. I think, God, we're, they're probably at some, I don't know. They're at some place on Mr. Brady's business trip, and the, the kids and Alice went to the amusement park, and some of the girls bought posters, and uh, Mr. Brady had his plans for the architect thing, the designs, dad's designs, and they got mixed up, and he's about to make a presentation, and it's, he unrolls a Yogi Bear poster. Now, why would a 16-year-old, 17-year-old girl who's, uh, you know, kissing boys, why does she have a Yogi Bear poster? I don't know. It wasn't even Cindy's poster. Ugh. Ugh. I'm pouring. This is how much. I'm just pouring out a bottle of wine that I never finished. I know. I can't. I can't do it, you guys. I get, I get like one and a half glasses in and I'm like, meh, I'm done. Um, oh God, it smells. It's so old. Yeah. You know, I don't normally drink at home by myself, but, uh, 
at all ever. Why waste the calories? Why even do that? But um, there was one night I had a friend visiting LA. She was in LA and she's like, oh, maybe I'll stop by your house for a glass of wine before we go to dinner down the street. I'm like, totally. And then I opened it and had a glass. And then she was like, actually, I'll just meet you at the restaurant. I was like, oh, okay, great story. But I'd had the bottle of wine. because I was like, oh, no, no. Like the restaurants in my neighborhood, you know, a couple of people are going out to dinner. Will we want to like sit on my roof deck after? So I made sure to have the wine. I'm going to go back to the story I'm talking about. Because this is just, it's just my neighborhood is some, I don't know. So I walk into a, it was a long day. I've got 50 bags, you know, a computer on my shoulder. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing my back out here. And I uh, <clears throat> go into the wine store. There's actually, a, I know I'm saying wine store like I'm from the 50s. And there are actually stores that only have one thing. But it still is. So I go into the wine store. And um, I buy this bottle of wine, twist off, because I don't think there's a wine opener here at my Airbnb. And if there is, I don't know how to use them unless they're like the fancy rabbit ones. I I always get the cork stuck. So don't email me tips on how. I used to be a waitress. And when people would order wine, I would just be like, I'll be right back. And then I would like try to have it opened and then bring it to them. And the boss was like, you have to open it in front of them. I'm like, why? They're like, so it's a part of it. I'm like, we're not at the fucking Ritz, people. I mean, we know we're at a a sandwich place in, in Needham, Massachusetts, right? That at night has a, uh, they just take the bread off and, and that's what they call the dinners. I mean, come on people. Who are we fooling? Who's zooming who? What if I decided that I was going to do, I don't know if the grammar is correct, but what if it is technically who's zooming whom? And, um, and I was whoever sang that song. And then I realized like, I can't be out there you know, I'm like super concerned about the kids and I'm like, I can't be out there singing who's zooming who. It's who's zooming whom that's or whom's zooming whom it's, I know it's not that who's zooming whom, whom, and everyone hates the new version. Do you know that song? I know you're like, you've 10 stories going on. Oh, I know who's zooming. Oh, it's a re- I thought it was Aretha Franklin. It's a little later Aretha Franklin. Like, uh, yeah, 85. It was like when I was a kid, you know? The old broad has a hit in the 80s. All right, well, video will play after ad. How long do I have to watch this fucking ad about milk? Milk is not good for you, people. Oh, yeah, an Olympic athlete drinks milk. Oh, my God, hurry up. Okay. Woo, who's zooming who? Woo! I love when I do 80s music and you're like, wait, is this the karaoke version? No, this is the real version. Uh-huh. I want to... S- Where is it? Where does it go? Where is it? This is not even worth it. Cause I'm not even. Who's zooming whom? Okay. Great story, Jen. All right. So I'm at the wine store and I go in and I'm just, I know what bottle I want. Cause it's the one that's the twist off and it's a good bottle. And I walk in. 
But I'm just like taking a minute because it's 1,000 degrees outside and I'm sweating. It's dripping down my back. And I'm walking in and I'm just sort of like zoned out for a minute. And there's a Nirvana song playing so loud. And you know, normally JK loves that. But it was like too annoying. And it wasn't even like a hit song. It's one of the like angry B-sides that again are my favorite. But I was like, ah, I'm not in the mood for this anger right now. I cannot have any angst. And I was stressing out about his vocal cords. And I was just like, oh, my God, he's really pushing it. So then um, this woman was like, there's a wine tasting up here if you want to try anything. And she was just someone that worked there and, like, had some bottles. I mean, it was very sweet of her, but I was just not in a leisurely mood. I was just like, oh, no, thanks. I'm just really out of it. I'll, uh, yeah. And uh, so they kept talking. And uh, they had been talking about a famous person. So she was like, yeah, I'm just not impressed with famous people. And then the cashier was like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool that we just saw one. And she's like, mm, they're just people. And she's like, I mean, I would only be like freaking out if I, it was like someone. She's like, like Bill Murray. I met him once and I just gave him all the rosé. I hate when people talk like that. What do you mean all the rosé? Where were you? Stop talking in like you're 15. And he goes, Bill Murray, when did you meet him? So I'm friends with his son. Uh, He says, like, someone who doesn't care about famous people sure is quick to start bragging about whose son. She's zooming who. And she's like, yeah. And then just, like, naming other people. Like, I've met this person and that. I don't really care. It's like, why are you naming it then? She was just on my last noive. And so then I go up to the counter. And, uh, of course, it's like one of those things where I swipe my card and I'm not paying attention, so I keep handing the guy the card, and he keeps kind of motioning to the thing, and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And I keep thinking he's motioning to the thing that's telling me the total, even though there isn't a thing telling me the total. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. Here you go. And he's like, you have to swipe. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm so out of it. He goes, no, we're being, we're not being good. We're not being attentive. We're just talking about famous people. I go, oh, that's fine. I don't mind. He goes, a famous person just walked by. And I go, okay. And then she's still talking. She's like, You know, like I had the opportunity to meet Ben Stiller and I was like, I don't want to. It's like, oh, I'm sure Ben was heartbroken, but it's like, they don't even know they're standing in front of a comedian who's had Thanksgiving with Jennifer Aniston. You know what I'm saying? They don't know. I know famous people. I don't care either. I know I sound like her, but I'm saying it's just funny that like, if you are not famous, people assume that you're not famous. (laughs) Like, so, but she didn't know I had a great Ben Stiller story. You guys know that story. So it was just weird. And it was just like making me in a bad mood. Cause it's not that I want to be famous, but it was like, God, like I'm, I do something in the public eye. I'm on like all the televisions, all the Rose, you know, I tour the world and it's like, fuck, people still say things to me that they would say to a normal person. (laughs) Like, um, a famous person just walked by. Sorry, I'm cleaning my toilet. Even though I'm at an Airbnb, I still clean. What a saint. And so I'm like, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I, I wanted to say, oh, yeah. I, I was like, Jen, do you, do you want to go? I'm famous, which I'm not. So why would I say that? But I should But part of me wanted to go, oh, yeah, I, I'm in show business. So like, but why would I need to say that, though? So here I am being like, why is she talking about famous people? And then I have to say that I'm in show business. But it was one of those things where I felt bad about myself. I was like, when will I get to the level where I'm the famous person walking by and they're like, I can't believe she came into the wine store all cash and sweating. But then again, I don't want that level of fame because it doesn't, again, like, I'm like, I don't care who's recognizing me. I care who's paying me.
That's what I always used to say during the years um, when Chelsea lately was in its heyday and we'd get recognized a lot in airports or actually my coworkers would and I sometimes wouldn't. But um, they'd be like all excited. And I'm like, guys, how are you monetizing this experience on Chelsea besides the paycheck we're getting to be writers? Like, are you putting out albums? Are you writing books? Are you doing other things? Are you getting advertising on a popular podcast? Like, how are you, you know, getting ready for the future when the show isn't on? How are you monetizing this? And people were just super psyched about getting recognized. And I was always like, I don't care if you scream at me in an airport, but if you haven't bought my book and you're that jumping up and down, like, F off. So, um, but I was, I was, you know, there is a part of you that's like, when you're in a business where it's sort of, like, unfortunately, the pinnacle of the success you may know is measured by if you're able to walk around unnoticed or not. And now, there's plenty of people who walk around unnoticed or unbothered, and they're cabillionaires, and they're industries, and they're fine. So it's not totally always, but it's just I'm saying that one of the measures is that. So if you're already in a bad mood, and you're tired, and people are just like talking to you as though you're not on TV all the time. I, I don't know how to explain it. If someone's listening to this that hates me and is transcribing it, like those crazy Russian trolls that follow me, this will probably be transcribed and sent somewhere and taken out of context. But do you guys know what I mean? Like if you're in show business, even if you don't aspire to fame, the fact that you're not sometimes is like, did I fuck up here? Did I fail? Because should I really 20 years in be able to just walk into a wine store and, and, not even a, hey, you look familiar. Just just talking to me like how exciting it is. A famous person walked by and it's like, huh? And and probably it was like a comic that's been doing it for 10 minutes. That, that's, I would love to find, I didn't, I knew if I asked who it was that somehow it would hurt my heart. So I didn't. I was, I didn't want to know who it was in case they were just like, your neighbor, Rick. I'd be like, why is Rick famous? Anyway, um, but fame to me sounds horrible. I do not want people in my garbage. Um, so, ugh. so ship, that's what I was talking about. So guy comes, I let him up. I go here. I just have this suitcase and this circular art poster. And I go, you got everything? That's it? You don't need me to sign anything? I, f- I always forget how it works. He goes, nope. I go, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate you coming today. And he leaves. And then my doorbell, my buzzer downstairs rings again, and I see him on the monitor camera outside. And uh, I go, yeah, what's up? And I don't, I can't understand what he's saying because it's like the audio isn't coming through. So I'm like, I'll just buzz you up. So I buzz him up. And he comes upstairs, and I go, hey, what's up? He goes, I'm here to get the other thing. I go, oh, there's no other thing. He goes, yeah, you sent a picture of it. I go, um, no, I don't think I did. And then he shows me a picture of my friend at work. And I go, oh, that's a person. I go, that was like a test photo. I deleted it from the app and I didn't think it was still in there. He goes, yeah, it came through. So we have to get that too. We have to get everything that you sent. I go, no, I get it, but that's a person. So I don't have a woman here that you can pack up. And he was like, well, I figured there was a reason you took this photo. I go, there was, and you just picked it up and we're done now. He was like, okay, but I'm really supposed to pick everything up that was that was sent. I'm like, no, I get it, but that was a mistake. And I took it off the app and I don't know why you guys still have it. And again, it's a person. So like, I can't help you with that. Like, I don't even know where she lives. I have her cell phone number. If you want to go try to find Kate and put her in a bag, but I, I don't think she'll go. 
So he seemed kind of upset and then he left and I was like, you can tell your boss to call me, but it's like ship is like online only app only. You can't call a number. It's so fucking annoying. I was trying to get help last night and it was like, you know, some things that take hours and you're just like, fucking forget it. Like I'm just going to delete the app and start over and it sort of worked, but I'm not saying this guy's a dumb fuck. I know he knows I wasn't shipping a person, but it was just like funny to me that he didn't even say those words, but I have to tell you, this is the young people. Hey, that's the young My friend is, is firing yet another assistant. And this friend is not like a picky biatch and I have to deal with her assistants directly. So I have experience and she kept everyone a little too long. And, uh, she'll be like, Oh, I'll just say to them like, okay, so I need you to do this. And they'll go, okay. And then they won't do it and they'll never say anything else. And she's like, it's so weird when I ask them to do something, they only say, okay. And then they look away. She's like, they don't know how to talk to people. She's like, it's this weird generation. And, uh, and I was like that, do you guys remember my Starbucks story where the guy got my drink wrong on my express to go pickup order? And, uh, his boss was like, oh, you got her drink wrong. And he goes, okay. And then like had no reaction and had no hustle in making me a new one. I mean, I said, I don't know what's, I don't know. I know everyone goes, I have a friend who's 33. She goes, I don't think it's a millennial thing. I go, it's because you are one. You're right on the border. And then this girl at work goes, I'm sick of the label millennial. I go, that's the name of your generation, honey. You suck it up, bitch. I didn't say bitch, but, and I'm kidding. I'm like, I'm telling you, like you millennials play right into millennial. When you say things like you don't want the label millennial, it's not a pejorative. I mean, I'm using it as one, but it's the name of your generation. It's not even a nickname millennial. That's the official name of your generation. Just like generation X is the official name of mine. Slacker is the nickname for my generation. You guys don't have a nickname. You wouldn't be able to handle it. You, you can't even handle the real name for it. You're getting all offended. Sick of the label of Jen Kirkman. Well, that's your name. I don't like it. Sometimes people say it in a way that makes me feel like they're not a hundred percent thinking I'm special. Who's who, men, who, who? <laughs> Sorry, that's a gross sound. Well, these have been fascinating stories, haven't they? Oh my God. Oh my God. So here's where I was a dumb fuck today. So I've had my ears double pierced. Oh my God. What a rebel. And, um, I got them double pierced a couple years ago. It was something I always wanted. I liked the look of like a tiny hoop in the front and then like two kind of like crystally studs as the second hole. Okay. And then that way I just always have something nice in my ears and I, and I don't have to, I don't like wearing earrings for different outfits. I just, there's something kind of cheesy about it. I always feel like, hi, I'm a 40 year old woman. Here are my earrings with this outfit. Yeah. These are nice. Um, I don't know. There's something about it. I mean, I do like earrings, but then I, once I have them on, I'm like, I don't feel right. Uh, but I don't like totally bare ears. Yeah. I think I described what, what I, okay. Anyway, so now when I had the second hole done, it was very itchy. It never stopped itching. I was, you know, cleaning it as they instructed. It wasn't infected, but it was itchy, itchy, itchy. And I went back to this place that I got it done at and it's totally, you know, it's like state of the art, top of the line, beautiful place in Los Angeles is not like some dump. And it's like expensive. Like the earrings are like not cheap and they're like titanium, whatever. 
But I would always go in like once every month and be like, because the earrings are so hard to remove, I couldn't do it myself. I'm like, can you take these out? My ears are so itchy and they feel swollen and they feel like the ear is closing up around the earring. It feels like the allergic reaction. And then it feels really hard in the back. Like, like there's a pee, like a, like the princess and the pee, like I'm feeling like an actual pee. And so they'd always be like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's an infection. And they'd take the earrings out and be like, it doesn't look infected. I don't know. And then they would never say anything. So now I don't really think about titanium or what it is or what we do with it, but I went into this ear piercing place today, again, another top of the line, nice place. And I go, I want to get my I let my holes close up. I want to get them re-pierced, but here's the deal. I think I'm allergic to titanium. So if you just have anything else and they're like, that's all we have. And I was like, well, do you know anywhere that does piercings? She's like, titanium's like, you physically can't have an allergic reaction to it. I'm like, you can't. She's like, no, that's what like people, like it's meant to be inserted. I mean, it's okay to be inserted into the body. It's like titanium screws. Like when people get surgery and they get a fake knee, like that's, it's okay to be in the body. That's, that's why we use it. I go, oh, she's like, so it's not really possible that you had an allergic reaction. I go, I never knew that. She's like, that's all right. And I was like, well, what, what could it be? And she's like, well, that hardness you felt was scar tissue. And I go, what? Like, I'm so dumb. I didn't know any of this. Mothers, teach your babies. Titanium is okay to put in the body. You can just open up your skin and throw some titanium in there. It's all good, baby. I didn't know. So I just wanted to share with you that I'm not always perfect. Oh, oh the Twitter today was interesting. So I, I had a lot of waiting, you know, waiting to sterilize. And I had to go get a mani-pedi. And I had a hair appointment. You know, the waiting and waiting and waiting around all day. Which is fine. But that's when I go on Twitter. Like, I hate reading uh, news articles on my phone. I was reading them on my computer, an actual newspaper, and I forgot to bring my little book with me. And so I was like, oh, I'll just read Twitter. So I'm, like, doing that. And um, I had tweeted, I, like, in between appointments, I stopped into this deli and got, like, some toast and a coffee. And I was like, well, I'm not going to just take this on the subway and start eating and drinking it. Like, I'm just going to take five minutes and just, like, get some of the coffee going in my system and get this food in me. And uh, there was a kid under the table. I thought it was a dog at first. And it was just like hitting my leg. And it was like, it wasn't the end of the world. It was certainly annoying though. And his mother was nowhere to be found. Like she was outside on the phone. And it was just like, yeah, I don't want a kid under my feet. And so I took a picture of it because it was really funny. It was just my leg and there was like a child there. And I was like, this is not my child. I thought it was funny. You know, and I put, I put something else. Like he's slapping my feet. I got trolled by the Russian internet trolls or the Bernie bros or that they were like, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. It was like a hundred people that don't follow me all of a sudden descended. And then, um, this woman wrote and she goes, you could say to him, excuse me, please. You're in my space. I'm like, I'm going to say that to a two year old, excuse me, please. You're in my space. Most adults don't stand still long enough for you to say that to them or know what it means. Excuse me. You're in my space. You heard my story about telling the woman did not stand in an open doorway with the AC going out onto this hundred degree streets of, you think I'm going to say to a two year old, um, excuse me, you're in my space. Oh, my space, not my space that you, did you used to be on my space? No, you didn't. What is it you ask? Oh, it was, it was like, it was like Facebook, but it was, you know, a lot of musicians had it, but then, you know, I had a blog on there. People were into it. You know, a lot of comedians, but I didn't have an audience yet, but it was fun. It was a community. 
So all I did to the kid was I go, no. Just like that, just like, no. Because he kind of looked up at me. I go, he, I go, no. Like, no, get out from under the table. And then he like sort of ran off and was by himself in the deli. His mom eventually came in. So I wrote back to the woman, actually, I don't need to do a monologue to the kid. I said, no. And someone was like, I go, I don't need to say, excuse me, blah, 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 to a two-year-old. Then some other mom wrote back, I'm sorry, why can't you say, excuse me, to a two-year-old? Are they not a person? I go, why can't I say no to a two-year-old? That's how I talk to people. Is it not a person? And then uh, no is a complete sentence. It's not rude. I wasn't like, no. But even if I was... I can do what I want. I mean, I really can. I don't mean if your kid's under the table, the kid deserves something terrible. The kid doesn't know any better. I'm not mad at the kid. I'm mad at the mom. I'm not even mad, but my, my beef, if I had one, is with the mom, peeps. Here's the other thing. I just, I wanted to tell the kid no, because it was bothering me. No one else was disciplining him. So I just said no. They go, excuse me. I said no, it's a perfectly normal thing to say to a kid. Don't traumatize them. Are you fucking kidding me? They have no idea that even happened to them today. So then all these other people started chiming in. Uh, you know, just hateful things. <laughs> so then uh, a lot of people didn't know I'd written a book about not having kids, which again, the book, sorry, I wanted a paycheck. I've been trying to sell a book for fucking 10 years before they finally bit at that notion. I wanted to write like a David Sedaris style, like random funny essays, you know, as everybody does. And people were like, no, you need a hook. You need a hook. You need a hook. I don't have a hook. And then my manager suggested, well, why don't you take some of that stand up you have about how people are so weirded out that you don't want kids. And like, is there a book there somewhere? And I'm like, fuck yeah, there is. So I wrote that. I wasn't sitting there like burning up in my mind, like, I must write this. It's my opus. But I was like, hey, it's a really good market to tap. I'm sure a lot of people relate. And it's a really funny conversation piece. Like, you know, sometimes people do things and it's not like, oh my God, it's who I am. It's my life. Like, why do we take fucking artists so seriously? Like, why do we keep them in a box after they've done something, you know? And I'm still annoyed that people don't know what my fucking I'm going to die alone special means. I think it's hacky if you're single to be like, I'm going to die alone. My whole point is that nobody should feel bad and nobody should feel the opposite of bad. Like they figured it out. Single people shouldn't feel bad because everyone dies alone, married or not. I wrote the special when I was married. It was about how death is death. There's no guarantee. I know someone who slipped in the bathtub and hit her head while her husband was at the post office and she died. He came home and his wife of 40 years was fucking dead. And they had their little morning ritual. The toast was still in the toaster. They were about to watch Kathy Lee and Regis or whatever. And she was dead because he went to the post office at the wrong time. Right? You think they thought that when they were at the altar? You think she didn't want to die? You think she didn't want to die with their kids surrounding her? Or kids thought they might get to say bye to mom someday? That's what happened. You can't plan your death and plan that your kids are going to take care of you and plan that your husband or wife is going to be by your side or your book. What are you, crazy, everybody? So I just don't like when people talk about marriage and singledom in terms of death. I always think, well, can we talk about life? So my thing was that I used to say when I was married, I'm still going to die alone. 
it's fine. Get with it. Then you know you're married for the right reasons. You're not getting married for some kind of insurance policy against scary things in life. I just get sensitive about it because it's really hacky to be like, there's a lot of comics that like pander, like who's single tonight? Who's drinking tonight? And I don't like that. And I don't like to label people and I don't like to be labeled as in a relationship or single or married or divorced. It's like everyone's status can change all the time. And even if you're in a partnership, you're still legally single. So, I mean, I thought my special dealt with that. And then the special was also about how people, I'm, you're going to die alone. They say that to people who don't want kids, even married people. So that's a special was about, I thought I made it clear. And I get bummed when people are like, woo, like, I don't know. This annoys me. Anyway, that's neither here. So the, this woman wrote, Really? Do people really say all this stuff to you about how you don't want kids? It's hard to believe. It's never happened to me. And I go, well, it's a best-selling book and a publishing company thought there'd be enough interest in it. And everyone I talk to who doesn't want kids, the same 10 things is the things people say. And this woman goes, I can't believe it because I've never seen it happen. I go, great. So then she reveals that she has kids. I'm like, well, that's probably why you've never had anyone say that to you. She goes, well, no, no, no. I was out one night and my friend doesn't have kids. And we asked her if she had kids and she said no. And I'm like, well, first of all, how is this person your friend if you don't know if they have a child or not? You think they would have brought it up at brunch once or something. You have to be someone's best friend to know if they have a kid. She goes, well, no, it was a coworker. We asked her, you know, if she had kids. And then she said she didn't. And everyone at the table was super supportive of that. I'll get back to why that's wrong. We totally validated her choice. I'll get back to why that's wrong. And she goes, in fact, we all started telling stories of how positive it can be not to have kids and all the things she gets to enjoy. More sex, more sleep, traveling the world. And I'm like, this bitch has no idea how condescending she's being. No idea. And I said, yeah, we child-free people don't like those conversations either. She's like, you're not even listening to me. I said I validated. I go, yeah, I wasn't asking to be validated. We're never asking to be validated. We don't need to be. Va- and that, I actually would say that to a gay person. I validate your choice or your lifestyle. You're born that way or what? I validate your exi- What? That's the whole point, lady, is that you're saying the same things that people who want us to have kids say, but you're doing the like positive experience. You're obsessed with it. And you're doing that thing where you tell, see, this, this, this is what I was trying to explain to the woman. Like now you're lecturing people about what they do since they don't have kids and you're not right. You're not right. People don't have more sex just because they don't have kids. Like how, first of all, there's a lot of people who only have sex inside of a relationship and they're single and they're not, you know, whoring it up men or women. Right. Then there's like people that are married, but don't have kids and marriage is marriage. And if you've been married a while, that kind of can, you know, get less and less. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I guess she means married couples can find more time to have sex than people with kids, you know, married couples with kids. Okay. Maybe doesn't mean they're doing it. Uh, so travel the world and travel the world. Who's traveling the world? I mean, I get paid to like every country I've been to with the exception of two trips to Paris have been funded by my job, you know, so I don't always have disposable income on that level. 
or that kind of time. You know, it's like, what are you talking about? This fantasy that like people without kids are so fabulous. Like I don't have kids cause I'm easily overwhelmed. My life's pretty boring and I would like to keep it that way. And I don't even have a reason cause it just never dawned on me to have them. If you're making me come up with them or the psychology behind me, it's like, yeah, I wouldn't be able to fucking handle it at all. Cause I'm, I'm on a short fuse. <laughs> so yeah, no, thanks. Um, it wouldn't be rewarding for me. It would, it would tip off the stuff that, that makes me have the uh, issues I do that I go to therapy about. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, uh, and I'm not sad about it. But it's like, I, I just said, yeah, you're doing that thing where you're, ta- you're talking at people without kids and you're treating us like there's something to discuss. Like, we're not in, I said, it's not interesting to go to dinner and have people ask you if you have kids. Like, why is that the first question? Secondly, it's because you want to talk about kids. Well, go find a mommy and me playground and talk about kids. So don't, adults talking around alcohol, just shut up about the fucking kids for once. Kids aren't interesting. Kids aren't interesting. Unless you're one of those, like, you know, virtuosos, and you're playing cello with the Philharmonic at age six. You know, Mozart as a kid was interesting. Otherwise, kids aren't interesting. Mozart was interesting. No other kid's interesting. I wasn't interesting. I'm not interesting now. Can you imagine me as a kid? Whew. Ever hear a kid tell a story? And then, and then, and then, and then. Moving along, Timmy. Adults are barely interesting, right? So people without kids, they just don't have kids. Is it? There's not a big thing here. We're just going about our lives. We never think about it as the point. You're obsessed with it. If we're out to dinner with drinks, yeah, thank you for not chastising me about my life choice. Ooh, oh, goody. Oh, so my next option is that you're just going to obsessively talk about me and what you would do if you were me. Oh, good. That sounds fun. You fucking bores. I just kept telling her, like, I know what you're trying to say with this story, but I don't like it. It doesn't interest me. And she kept being like, I didn't, I'm not the one that wrote a book about it. I go, don't shame me for writing a book. I took a fucking job, asshole. <laughs> and I go, I'm telling you that you're proud of yourself for the conversation you had. And I'm telling you, whether your friend liked it or not, I don't like this conversation. I'm bored. I don't care what you think people without kids do in their free time. Because I didn't say you do it. It's what I would do. I go, great. I'm bored by it. I'm bored by conversations about children and about why people don't have children and about your ideas about what you would do if you didn't have children. I don't want to talk about children, period, on any level. That's it. I'm sorry. God, what do, you, what do you want me to start acting like a pedophile and just be like super into kids for no reason? You freaks. God damn it. We don't, we're not your little prize. Like I have friends who literally, they can't frame any conversation without framing it with, I know you don't want kids, but my kid today, I go, you can tell me a story about your kid and how you're worried about the fact that they are biting people. Like, I'm not saying never talk about your kids, but just please stop framing it up with like, I know you don't like kids. I didn't say I don't like kids. I'm just not interested. Am I interested in this humanity and like kids having everything they need? Yeah. Yeah. 
Then this one person was like, well, I've become a better person since I had a kid. I go, I'm sorry you're such a shitty person before. If you need a kid to become a better person and you go around saying that, first of all, you're not that good a person. Like, because people who are good people that don't have kids, we don't go around going, I'm a good person. Like, we don't do that. You're still being a narcissistic fuckhead, if that makes sense. I'm such a good person. I don't let this thing starve or die. Oh my God, you're so selfless. What do you do for other people? Huh? God, I used to only think about myself. Now I think about myself and this other kid. Wow, amazing. Well, some of us, we're always thinking about lots of things. That's why we're probably a little overwhelmed and don't want to have kids. Some of us, you know, paid attention in church. We care about other people. Now, what is this madness? I've become a good person now that I have kids. I'm sorry you're such an a-hole. Did I just throw... Oh, no, I didn't. Sorry, I thought I threw away my cantaloupe. I know this sounds like Anger Magoo episode, but I'm just... I think I'm just doing a good old-fashioned rant. And I know that that's like... A fancy word for pissed off talking. But I'm not angry. I'm just like, you know, I'm performative. But it is frustrating. Like, I'm not like walking around like with my blood boiling frustrated. But I'm like, God, that's annoying. I'm just sort of like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I I don't know why I can't be honest with people on Twitter. I wasn't being mean, I don't think. But I was just being totally honest. Like, yeah, that sounds like an awful time for the person. And she kept saying, no, the person was having fun. I go, great. If they were, that's great. They might be lying, but I wouldn't have fun. So you're trying to tell me that some people are good. She's trying to not all moms me. And I go, no, you're just proving my point that you guys go to a different world when you have a kid and, and, and that's fine. But that's why we don't want to be around you guys. Cause, cause you're really annoying. And we just, we actually weirdly enough, don't want to talk about ourselves. We just want to talk about like politics or cooking or the world or anything, clothing, a TV show you love, a psychology, how's your family? I've had conversations with friends that are entirely about how I don't want kids. And I'm like, can we please talk about something else? There's nothing interesting here. I'm cleaning my Airbnb because I got a good review last time. Where they were like, she's drama-free. And first of all, I posted that on Twitter. People were like, oh, right. It's starting to dawn on me that people think I'm my Twitter persona, which it's not a persona I'm trying to affect. But, like, you know how people are like, oh, trolls in their basement, and they wouldn't say that to your face. Like, I'm a little bit like that. Like, yeah, I kind of use Twitter like that. Like, I probably wouldn't say it to someone's face. Like, you're boring me. But I kind of would in a way. Like, sometimes I can be really direct that way. But I'm a really kind-hearted, calm, compassionate person. And I'm kind of quiet and I'm kind of shy. And sometimes I'm just kind of depressed or something, you know, sometimes I'm loud and funny, but I'm not like an angry, like, oh, I wouldn't want to date you. I'm like, no, you would actually. Like, I'm a sweetheart. You know, like I'm not, like Twitter is where people go to like banter about politics sometimes and it gets heated or, you know, some mom is trying to tell me how great she is. And I'm like, will you shut up? You know, it's just sort of like, yeah, in a way it's like, unreality for me. And I'm like, oh, I don't think people are getting that. I don't think people are getting that. And they're like, oh, I'm scared of you. I'm like, what? 
I mean, I don't want people to be scared of me. I want people to like respect me and, you know, not bother me, but, uh, yeah, they might be a bad look or something. You're like, what well, is this just dotting on you? I mean, it's not, but I just really thought that eventually people would catch on to like Twitter is like a place where you can explore different parts of yourself, but I'm not sitting there like out to dinner with people like, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I'm sure you guys get what I'm saying. Anyway. All right. Well, I don't know how long I've been recording and I feel like I've been recording too long, if that makes sense. I mean, this is the most disjointed, stupid... Maybe you liked this episode. I don't know. When, when, I record, when I record these kinds, I'm like, this blows. I suck. I hope this is no one's first episode they're listening to. And then a lot of times you guys will be like, that's my favorite kind. So I know what you're saying. I get that way too with podcasts. That I, oh, here's something, guys. You know, I just did those two interviews with my friends Chris and Sarah because I had the use of the studio and I didn't really have anything solo to rant about and I wanted to talk to my two friends and I wanted you guys to get like a slice of life, but I'm not going to do a lot of interviews. Like a lot of they seem funds. And if I do, I have people in mind and people on deck. Like I don't want suggestions ever because it's a deeply personal thing. It's like people I'm really close with or people I admire and am a fan of, or people that I think have a good message for I Seem Fun and kind of is in the vein of what we talk about, please do not at people on Twitter and say they should be on the show. Because whenever people do that, I'm like, do they know me at all? Like, it's the worst idea ever and someone I don't really like. So, like, just don't do that. Um, It's really awkward for me and everybody. Like, it's just, you guys have to... Don't, Don't let your... You guys are like the people that aren't... That, that like get it. You guys are like people I shouldn't, you guys are, you know, you're like the, the high test, high quality comedy fans, you, you podcast listeners. You, don't suggest, don't at people and say, you should have them on. Like, uh, no, no, I shouldn't. All right. Great story. One of my best. I'll just say this really quick because I said I wasn't going to talk about politics anymore. So if you don't want to hear anything about politics, don't listen to the next 60 seconds. But now Bernie Sanders himself is under investigation from the FBI because of the Burlington thing. And he got a big, big team of lawyers that doesn't just deal with financial stuff locally. They deal with weird uh, corruption. They're like big. They're like really expensive and really insane. And I have a friend on the inside. No, it's not Louise Mench. It's a real person, a lawyer friend of mine who said Robert Mueller is kind of looking into Bernie because things are starting to look suspicious. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I've been putting these pieces together for a long time. Everyone's trolling me. Everyone's calling me crazy. Everybody's Bernie bro me. I'm telling you, there's something up. Is he a direct Russian agent like Donald Trump is? Fuck no. Fuck no. Is there something going on where he thought he might be able to get away with his uh, campaign manager, Tad Devine, talking, and they all agreed on anti-Hillary talking points to take her down? Absolutely. He wants to take down the Democratic Party. He wants to come out as a hero. He's got some old weird man hippie dream, and he let Russia use him. He let it happen. He let it happen. He let it happen, and he is not thinking of the democracy that we need to save right now. So he's going to get in trouble and it's going to happen and he's being investigated and I'm, or maybe he's not going to get in trouble. I can't say that he's being investigated and it ain't just for the fucking college that Jane bankrupted. Although that should be enough for anyone to be like, Oh, there are a couple of hucksters. Why don't you see it? But anyway, I just wanted to say, I'm right. 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 When I heard that he was under FBI investigation and the lawyers he got and what they normally specialize in, <laughs> 
I'm going to have the biggest I'm right party in the world. Jen, is being right more important to you than the democracy getting fixed? Yes. Until next week, have fun. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.